0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we're going to be talking about godparents. That's right. We're looking at the roles, rules, and responsibilities of being a godparent. We're going to learn about how to become a godparent, what to do, and how to pick one.
1: Godparents,
2: we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite an intro there. Yeah, I feel pretty good not about bad. that. Not not good. Bad. But what you shouldn't feel good about is if you're choosing godparents that are not living the faith. You should not feel good about that. It's not an honorary title, right? You Don't just, you're not like making like unions with the family. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you got to You got to choose someone that's living the faith, you know, practicing, I, practicing. It's, it's a practice, you know, yeah. and, and. It's not an honorary thing. You don't just oh, you're my girlfriend, yeah. you're my friend, or whatever. I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna have you be a part of my of my child's life because I love you and bub- It's not that's a Valentine. It's that's not it. <laughs>
0: that's not it. It, it. A lot of people. Well, so number one, we can get into the distinction between the Godfather and being a Godfather. But you're right. A lot of people do look at this almost as like a maid of honor or a best man for their kid, yeah. right? And that's not the intention of it. It's a whole. Much bigger thing than the spiritual component of it. It's much more important than any sort of, uh, I guess, um, award that you're kind of getting for being a. a it's, it's a, a responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll get into that a little bit. But before we do,
2: why don't we tell everyone how to subscribe? It's an excellent idea. It's pretty simple. Just look right below this this little screen. You got you got a thumbs up and you got a subscribe button. Don't go any further right now. Hit got that Mom, subscribe button. God dad. Boom boom. <laughs> boom. Done. <laughs> Just like
0: that. That's how it's done. So. Let's get into it, actually. So what is, in the Catholic Church and in Christian tradition, what is a godfather, godmother, godparent? What is their role? What do they do, Father? No, I
2: I think when it comes to identity questions and catechesis, you know, between the catechism of the Catholic Church and canon law, these are the resources in the church that you want to turn to for identity questions like this. So a good way to look into the role of a godparent or a sponsor to go to Canon 8.72, which states, insofar as possible, a person to be baptized is to be given a sponsor who assists an adult in Christian initiation or together with the parents presents an infant for baptism. A sponsor also helps the baptized person to lead a Christian life. In keeping with baptism and to fulfill faithfully the obligations inherent, in it, There you go. And I think that's,
0: that's right there to help them lead a Christian life and keep the obligations inherent in it. That's yeah. the main and most important role of a godparent.
2: Now, a lot of, a lot of churches, including, you know, here, the obligation is that you have to have one godparent mm-hmm. that is, that has a letter of good standing or suitability to be a godparent, which means... You need a form from your parish that indicates you are a practicing Catholic. And how do we know that? One that you're registered in your parish, two that you're contributing, mm-hmm. that you're you're participating, whether that's time, talent or treasure or all three, it showcases that you are involved in the church. So we can recognize in the database, yes, this person is active. Now, when that it's an easy process, we we populate it. <sighs> And we send it out um, on the behalf of the the godparent. That yes, this this is a good candidate for a godparent. Now we do have the practice where it's relaxed in the case where there's a second godparent. Um, maybe they are not practicing, or it's something along those lines. Like I really have my heart set on my my brother being a godparent, but he doesn't go to church. These are these are cases where pastorally speaking, it's recommend it's recommendable to say look for someone that is living the faith that can uphold the spiritual responsibility of fulfilling what this canon is talking about. Mm-hmm. So even if you do have permission to have somebody else stand in as a godparent that may not be practicing, the best thing to do is have someone that's living the Christian life.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that. So um I was going to be the godparent for my niece. I'm a mm-hmm. godparent to a lot of kids mm-hmm. basically. And for my niece, um, and this had happened after, a little bit after I had moved, and I hadn't registered at the new parish yet. So I go in there, and I'm like, I have to go back to the parish where we're all from, right? Mm -hmm. The baptism was going to be there, and I had to get a letter of there. And I had changed churches because I had moved, so I'm like, okay, this would be a good chance to register at the new church anyway. So I go in, and I'm like, can I get a godparent form? And they're like, no, you're not registered here. I'm like, well, I want to register here. They're like, I don't know about this. And the lady in the, mm. she's like, you know how many people come in here? I see them once, I give them a Godparent form, and I never see them again. That's awesome. She's like, I'm gonna do this for you. But if you don't come back in, if you're not participating actually, I want you to think about yourself and how you're living i'm like dang that's dude. fantastic dude so i'm like hey. bravo i'm like here register me now i filled out the form i'm like start deducting the money right from my bank wow. account everything i'm, I'm all in and, and i'm all in there i love the parish now but she was like very firm about it so pretty cool thing that they did there it's awesome. that's
2: impressive dude yeah I, you should I, tell I, kim
1: to start doing that
2: i know she <laughs> can
1: pull it off man
2: <laughs> <laughs> i will hunt you down
1: I tell my godson, Tony, my brother's son, Tony. He's at about 20 years old. And I said, I pray for you, man. He's like, yeah, plus you got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just watch the videos, man. Just watch no, the videos. <laughs> we
2: have 100,000 and one right now because you. You just click subscribe. Just click subscribe. Bro. No, we're pushing
0: 200,000. Yeah, By that's time incredible. we have this video, might be at 200,000. That's amazing. So that's one of the rec- – the res- so I think in the greater context – who can be a godparent is the question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, it has to be at least one. That's mm-hmm. the rule. You have to have at least one. You can have two. But at least one of them, they have to be a practicing Catholic in good standing, which means they're practicing the faith. They've baptized. They've received at least communion. They don't have to be confirmed, mm-hmm. but they had to have at least received communion. Um. Now, well, here's the thing, though. It's like, so my daughter is somebody's godparent Mm -hmm. and she became the godparent at 16 before she was confirmed so she was put on the baptismal certificate as a provisional godparent until her confirmation happened later that year then she became officially on the birth certificate wow Mm. do you guys know who your godparents are that's that's a sore spot for me (laughs) really is it really yeah, because you know, you you're godparents and I'm so into my faith and I think it's important. And my godparents are my great uncle, nice guy. Yeah, barely ever talked to him. Mm. He's a real quiet guy, but I like him. He's a really great guy. And his ex wife, who got divorced, who I've since I was about, like three years old. Mm. You know, so <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a godchild. Orphan, <laughs> you're an orphan. Yeah, you know, Aunt Lois. I know it's been a while. You've been away from the family. If you if you hear this for any reason, give me a call. Just to be like hey, you know, because I haven't talked to my godmother since I was four. So mm. that's painful. Like I'm I'm trying to think. I I think um, my godfather got married in a Methodist church, and it I was like, oh wow, yeah, because he got divorced. or so they didn't get. Re- yeah,
2: married. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I think it's my. I think it's my uncle Pete. You don't know who yours is? I'm gonna <laughs> this call bad. my mom. I'm gonna call my mom. Okay, too. we're calling moms right now? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> see, let's see what it is. I'll call my mom after you call your you mom. You guys
0: don't even know who's
1: your. Okay? Hey, Ryan. Hey, hey mom. You're on the Catholic talk show. <laughs> Say hi to everybody.
3: Oh how's my buddy Ryan
2: and Red? <laughs> hey Cross. Mama hey Cross. D. Mama Mrs. D. d. Are you keeping them all under control? Oh, yeah. Real easy, too. <laughs> yeah. Are you asking me that or your your, no, I'm or your asking,
3: son? I'm asking
2: Shield.
3: Oh, yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> See, even I'm your Very mind. good.
1: Very good. Heads. <laughs> hey, Mom, we're doing a show on godparents, and uh, sadly, I don't know who mine are. I was hoping you did.
3: Norman Donnie Layman.
1: Oh, God rest their souls. That's beautiful. She,
3: she was also my godparent because, you know, I was a convert. So yeah. they both stood up for me when I married your dad, nine months pregnant with Dane.
1: Oh, man. Wow. You had me out of wedlock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. Not <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Dane. Dane. No, no. Mom, you got knocked yeah. up before you got married. I right. <laughs>
3: No, wait a minute. <laughs> in the Methodist church, and then Father
2: um, uh, hot, uh, hot, Hot, Hot Monsignor Monsignor Hot.
3: Monsignor Hot. He married us and Christ the King, but forgot to file the paperwork. Don't you <laughs> when you went into seminary, don't you remember? You came to me and you said, "Mom, y'all are not married in the Catholic." Church? <laughs> I said, "We sure are." So I. I marched right down there to Christ the King, and they pulled out the folder, and there was a little sticky on it, and said, not sure they're going to make it.
1: Oh, my God.
3: And let me tell you, I took it right to Father help, and he was so embarrassed and laughed, and we laughed, because by then he had gone to resurrection, and he was our pastor at Resurrection, so we had another <laughs> marriage. Your dad and I were married three times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so and <laughs> Kelly. So
3: then we really? got married again at Resurrection, and Dane and Lola stood up for us.
0: Oh, that's beautiful! So we had beautiful. a little
3: ceremony, and then we went out and had a reception with Father Howlett, Dane, and Lola. And I it was beautiful. It was on our thirtieth wedding anniversary. If it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't have known.
1: Oh my gosh, that's insane. That's incredible. Yes, wow. you, it's made it, awesome. you, you made, made it though. This contest gold. Exactly. <laughs> you beat all you beat all the odds, man. <laughs>
3: I'm telling you. Yeah. Just I loved that man for over fifty years. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. a blessing.
1: God rest Way his soul. Cool. Well Amen. we're gonna give uh we're gonna give Mama Pagano a call here.
2: because oh, <laughs> hey, I'm struggling to too, Howard Mama D. D. Is
3: ha- is Howard there too?
2: Yeah, Howard's here.
3: <laughs> give my best to Howard too. Uh, Howard, don't okay. look
2: at Mama D.
1: He's smiling, <laughs> He's smiling. turn around smiling <laughs> under that beard.
3: Yeah, hey, I know who everybody's godparents
1: are. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Good. I
3: love you guys. Love, love you, you too. Bye
1: bye. Bye bye. All right. There you go. That was wonderful. Norma, that was incredible. <laughs> that was All right. Incredible. So now we're
0: calling Father Rich's mom.
2: All right. Mother. <laughs> She's going to ghost me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hello,
2: Father Richie, honey. <laughs> Hello, Mother dear.
4: <laughs>
2: so you were on the Catholic talk show, mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like what's that
0: <laughs> she goes that's great honey what is that
2: <laughs> so so mom we're doing a show on godparents and i'm struggling to remember who my godparents are i think it's uncle pete right yep. so i got that right so he's my godfather
4: and, and aunt Jeannie.
2: ah that's right and genie yeah got it got it so um, <laughs> what was your what was your thought process in naming the godparents? And um, how did you guys do that?
4: Well, the first one we picked was Aunt Rosie and Uncle Frankie because they were our best man and maid of honor. Uh, Dad had uh, my brother Frankie as his best man, so um, and then I had Aunt Rosie. So then the next one in line. We wanted someone from his family, of course, you know, and so Aunt Jeannie uh, was the oldest one. So we picked Aunt Jeannie, and then Uncle Pete was next in line. So Uncle Pete got you.
2: Look at that. And I love both of them. I'm so blessed. I know it. But, you know, are they practicing the faith, Ma?
4: Well, Uncle, Uncle Pete does in his own way, you know, he, he, he always did, but I don't know if Angini does, but, uh, you know, Uncle Pete married a Jewish girl and, uh, he, um, he, um, I don't know that he goes to church, but, um, I know he, even Aunt Linda always went to like Christmas Eve mass, midnight mass with all of us. Yeah. And, uh, uh. You know, she always followed along as well. So I
2: remember always, being in New York and, and remembering stuff like that fondly. And mm-hmm. I still remember their their uh, wedding, too, Yeah. with yeah. the priest and the, and the rabbi. Yeah, exactly. So uh,
4: I, I, I think Sounds that like Uncle Pete does still <laughs> have it close to his heart.
2: No, he and, does. Uh, he, he tells me all the time that he stops in churches in the city when he's uh, off of work and stuff. And No, it's true. Well, Mama, we got to get back to the show. And I love you. All right. Go ahead. All right. Bye. <laughs> this so sweet i love her oh that was great. she was not she told, she told me you never bring me on that you're not, i'm not going on the show i said mom you've got to bring if we bring the mothers on we gotta you no, know it'd be cool yeah she's like no it's not happening <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh so i think we're all just sitting here kind of well you guys didn't even know yours yours are dead you, yeah you didn't even know who <laughs> yours were and mine have abandoned me <laughs> <gasps> so that's our show on god there we go <laughs> right. there we go we or hey, look, guys, we were all born in late seventies or early eighties. Yeah. It was a weird time in the faith. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Strange. Uh, so okay. Practicing Catholics. Yes. <laughs> at least one yes. could have two. Yes. They don't have to be married. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have to be a couple, typically, that's what it's looked at. Uh, but they don't have to be. Um, you know, I know in my family a lot of times, like it'll be like me or my brother and one of my sisters for one of the kids, you know, all sorts of different mm-hmm. combinations.
2: Um, I think like in the, in the old days too, like it was always thought of like, if I die or my wife and I die, yeah. the godparents would take care of that, mm-hmm. that child, That's you know? right. Um, and I don't know if people, people consider it that way. Like, you know, who would you, who would you choose to parent this child?
0: Right. That's, yeah.
2: and that's kind of how I would still consider it. Yeah. You know, that when
0: you're picking them, it should be someone that say, look, if I die, I want this kid to still be raised in the faith, and you better take that seriously. Yeah.
2: You know. So for both of you guys with your kids, what was your approach uh, discerning godparents for for each of your kids?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was obviously practicing
2: Catholic, so we I chose people
1: who had a faith that I admired, uh, and also uh, I chose people who would pray for them, yeah. and and they all do, and it's beautiful.
0: Mm. Yeah, I chose my sister and my brother in law, and. Um, my brother-in-law was not Catholic. He, was, he had not even been baptized at that point, mm. but he was put on there in the notes saying he was there. Mm. And then when he converted, twelve years later, mm. went back and it was retroactively that he was able to be put on the baptism oh, certificate. Wow. That's great. Um, but the same thing. Like I knew, like oh, if something happened to them. They would, they would at least make sure that they were Catholic, yeah. you know, um, or, you know, mm. give them the business if they saw them that I was yeah. I was in the ground and they were out, you know, being Buddhist or something stupid, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Okay, so a couple other um, requirements for being a godparent. Um, there should be two... You, they don't have to be married. Mm-hmm. One of them has to be Catholic. So let's just say you have a, a couple you really trust, and one of them is a great Catholic, and the other one is not practicing. They can still be a godparent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk to your priest about that. Um, there has to be one of each sex. You can't have two males, right? You can't have two mm-hmm. females. And the church also definitively said that it cannot be a transgendered person as a godparent. As of last year, they definitively mm-hmm. said that because the question arose. And you know because they're not manifesting their true identity as given by God, that they're not suitable candidates as godparents. Mm. Mm. Um, A non-baptized godparent serves as an official witness, not a godparent. But like I said, in the case of my goddaughter, I mean, sorry, my daughter, if that person ever converts, that could be retroactively upgraded. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is, there's a term witness, right? Um, A witness is a baptized person who belongs to a non-Catholic ecclesial community. Uh, A godparent is a baptized Catholic. So let's say your godparent is a Greek Orthodox. Okay? You can have a witness who is a Christian in good standing, who is a witness to your uh, baptism, but not your official godparent. Mm. Do you have to
1: have one? Is it, like, required?
0: Yes, Okay, so you do have to have someone stand for you, right? Like like your mom was saying, stand for you. And this goes all the way back to the Code of Justinian. Okay, so Justinian, this is the last document written by the Roman Empire in Latin, which I always think is interesting, is the Code of Mm -hmm. Justinian. Um, And he put into the law a lot of things about godparents. A lot of the rules that we have about godparents actually goes back to Justinian. So things, for example, like a godfather can never marry his goddaughter, right? So let's just say your friends, I don't know, have a kid and you marry her 20 years or something in the future. You can never marry your goddaughter or, you know, a woman can never marry a goddaughter. Wow, so. I didn't know that. It shouldn't come up. I don't think so, but I'm sure it has. Mm-hmm. So there's rules for that. There's also, you know, he also made the rule that, because in the early, early church, the the role of godparent developed from the practice of infant baptism. hmm Because, like we had talked about, an infant doesn't have their—they don't have their own will, and they don't have their own ability to present themselves. So, in the early church, you know, when they were doing the rite of the baptism, the parents would speak for the child. Um, Augustine was actually the first to suggest that a person outside the parents could stand in as the witness or the proxy for the child in a baptism— And, you know, Augustine, this was happening during the fourth century. So there's a lot of persecutions. What if the parents are dead? How does a baby get baptized if the Mm. parent can't speak for it? So that's where the need and the even concept of a godparent arose from is out of the necessity of the child being baptized who needs someone to stand for them. It's like
1: almost like custodial, you know.
0: And and that's it. And like you said, Mm -hmm. it's very much this person has spiritual custodial. Rights mm-hmm. I mean, and, and works to toward out. the
2: welfare yeah. mm-hmm. of that child in any respect, mm-hmm. um, and, but has spiritual authority in relationship to that child to nurture their faith and guide them. Yep. Um, so, when you're doing a
0: baptism, um, what are what are some of the things that you say in that rite of baptism
2: mm-hmm. to the godparents? So, in the baptismal rite specific to godparents after the parents are charged with the responsibility of training their children in the practice of the faith, the godparents are then questioned by the presider. Are you ready to help the parents of this child in their duty as Christian parents? So calling on the godmother, calling on the godfather to the role and responsibility of raising this child and training them Mm -hmm. uh, in the practice of the faith is the particular response of a godparent saying that we do, you yeah. know, I do take on this responsibility and I will fulfill it before God. So help me God.
0: Yeah. And I think that kind of speaks to what the catechism says mm-hmm. specifically God about godparents. So Catechism 1255, if you want to read that for us. For
2: the grace of baptism to unfold, the parents' help is important. So too is the role of the godfather and godmother who must be firm believers, able and ready to help the newly baptized, child or adult on the road of Christian life. Their task is a truly ecclesial function, the whole ecclesial community bears some responsibility for the development and safeguarding of the grace given at baptism mm-hmm. and i always mention that that last sentence i mention that at every single baptism that you have been invited here for a reason you know as you right. witness the baptism of your children and and this next generation it's all of our responsibility of bringing these children up in the practice of the faith. So our witness means a lot and bears great weight in, in relationship to how that child is going to be formed.
0: Yeah, I remember, you know, at the times when I'd been in baptism and I'd been the godfather, you know, I just, you sit there and hold the candle and, and look pretty, right? You sit there, and hold the candle. and then you, yeah, I dropped the candle one time. No. Literally, the priest, Father Kevin, goes to me, he's like, not your job here. <laughs> You hold the candle, don't <laughs> drop it. You can do that. I'm like, yeah, I got that, Father.
1: <laughs> like just an absolute gongus. Good start to your godfathership.
0: They're doing fine, thank you. <laughs> this a candle, dude, is not them. I dropped the baby too. Um, I didn't. Um, what else do you ask of the godparents during or during the baptism?
2: Yeah. So, um, what's interesting? Do you remember? Have you been a godparent, Delacross? Oh yeah. So do you remember any other function that you you played besides holding the candle? So the the entrustment of light. I do. W- what, <laughs> else do you, what else do? Yeah, re- yeah, what else you remember? What else do you remember? I think I said I do. You did say I do. I, I do. do. What did you do after you said I do? Taking on the responsibility of the godparent. Do you remember?
1: Uh I think I
2: like did something to their head or something yes yeah, yeah yes. yes i was like B- trace the sign of the cross bingo yeah, so yeah, the the cross. so the priest the presider or deacon uh receives this child in the name of the church in the name of christ with great joy and then we sign the cross over the child's on the child's forehead um conforming the mystery of their life to the mystery of the cross and then i invite or the presider invites the the parents and godparents to do the same. Mm. And it is to remind your child of the mystery of the cross and the instruments of salvation. And to ensure that, especially when uh, the child is suffering, that you can help catechize that child in their suffering to turn to Christ and to draw strength from him so that we could move through the cross into the light, per crucem ad lucem. And that moves to the next thing that you've already mentioned, uh, the entrustment of light, and what the ritual expresses. Um, and you know, b- before I share what, what the prayer is, it reminds me of uh, little Jack Jack, you know, Kyle and John's son, when I baptized him during daily mass. Uh, I think I've shared this before, but it was just so funny. He was of the age (laughs) that he could like hold the candle, so (laughs) he's being held. And I said, "Receive the light of Christ," and Jack grabs it, and then he goes, and he (laughs) blew blew, blew it out like immediately,
1: dude. It was (laughs) was such a kid.
2: It was unbelievable. So then, so then uh, he's being held by his mom. So I light it again, and I said. Receive the light of Christ and don't blow it out. <laughs> and <then he> goes, <laughs> so I said, I'm like, you're going to blow it. He's like, and I hand it to him and he goes, <gasps> and then Kyle just covers and covers his mouth. So he doesn't, so he doesn't blow it out. So the ritual expresses as the celebrant says, parents and godparents, this light is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly. This child of yours has been enlightened by Christ he is to walk always as a child of the light. May he keep the flame of faith alive in his heart. When the Lord comes, may he go out to meet him with all the saints in the heavenly kingdom. So in that respect, it's like the flame of faith and the name as children of light that comes from the scriptures. Now these children have been enlightened by Christ and they understand that through the cross, per crucem, moves to, the light, and that light guides us through the darkness to go out to meet the Lord when he comes with all of the saints in the heavenly court or the heavenly kingdom. As so don't scriptures.
0: drop the candles, what you're saying.
2: Those are, those are what's ritually appropriate to, to the godparents. Yep.
0: You know, some other just practical things, like if you are chosen to be a godparent, there's some things that you should do. You know, maybe go out and get the kid a saint medal of the saint name that they're being baptized in. I think it's also always good if the parents don't think so, or maybe if it's customary at least for us. To go get a good holy water bottle um, for the baptismal water, so that the kid can keep it through their whole oh, life. That's cool. Right? Yeah, um, get a nice case for the baptismal candle. Like those are the good, those are things that, as a godparent, I think it's a, it's a good responsible thing for you to think to do those things. So if you ever get asked, at least those three things, right? Mm-hmm. You should probably do.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it is.
2: Um, and then other interesting things too, to, you know, with your wedding dress, you know, what are you going to do with your wedding dress after, after the day of your, of your marriage, Wear it. you know, you <laughs> on your anniversary, um, you know, a number of people have made baptismal gowns and, and baptismal, um, you know, uh, clothing for their children to be dressed in, in that material which is kind of cool, you know, and then it's passed down from generation to generation. Like I've, I've had like three, third or fourth generation <clears throat> wedding garment. And now it's like how many grandkids have been baptized wow. in that.
0: That's, that's, that sounds like an old school. Oh yeah. Nona Italian tradition. Exactly. Now mm-hmm. I
2: feel really bad.
0: You know, I was, when I was preparing for the show, I was reading that <clears throat> in like the,
1: No, I feel really bad.
0: <laughs> in like 12th, 13th century, it had gotten to the point where people were having 20 godparents, mm. right? I mean, like particularly in Spain, you would have a baptism and they'd be like, yeah, I'm the godparent, I'm the godparent, I'm the godfather, I'm the godmother, I'm the compadre. And Who the did comma- daddy? Compadre and camarade, right? <laughs> That's where, you know, compadre. Um, but yeah, 20 godparents. And wow. then there was actually a council in the church during the Council of Mets, they tried to specifically say only one godparent, not two, not one, but then no one listened.
1: <laughs> like, no
0: one listened to the council. So, for all you people who deny Vatican II, there's hope for you. Okay? If you <laughs> you're like if you didn't have to listen to the Council of Metz on the number of godparents, do we have to listen to whatever? Know, probably.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but then looking at the difference between a godparent for baptism, and then a sponsor for confirmation, because throughout significant history of the church and within the East. Baptism and confirmation and communion, you know, the rites of initiation or the sacraments mm-hmm. of initiation, all happen at once. Mm-hmm. Now in the in the Latin West, confirmation and baptism have been split for to, you know, you can debate whether that's a good thing or not, but you don't have to have the same confirmation sponsor as your godparent, but traditionally it would have been.
2: And for me, I do know who my confirmation sponsor is. And that's my aunt Kathy. And the reason I chose Aunt Kathy was because we grew up in the same house when I was living with my grandparents and she was a teenager at the time. And we had like a very tense relationship at that time. You know, she was a teenager, so she didn't want a kid running in her room. Mm-hmm. So there was always like, I was always getting yelled at by Yo my aunt. go
0: it's me, Father Richie. This my a- rap rock. I'm
2: being loud. <laughs> <laughs> rap rock. <laughs> and, and I just thought like, you know, I think this would be a great way to reconcile with my aunt. Uh-huh. And I'm just so happy that at that point, being eighth grade and like not really paying attention, there was a couple of breakthrough moments during my confirmation year. Watching the movie of uh, Romero and and uh, Saint Valentine, I was like, that that really made sense to me. Like, I need to I need to ask my aunt Kathy, and she's she's still checks in on me, messages me, awesome. and like, yeah, it's cool. I have no idea who my confirmation sponsors. Yeah. It, like
0: I was confirmed, when I was like fourteen or fifteen. I was smoking yeah. a lot of weed at the time. Really? So you have <laughs> no,
1: have no clue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my hair was down to here, and I was playing band, smoking weed, and just partying,
2: and I. Pff- this is why we do need to reform the order <laughs> to, like, well, a younger name, here's age.
0: The here's the thing. Either a younger age or an older age, I yeah. really do regret when confirmation <clears throat> happens because it happens at the very peak of stupidity for, young, oh for male gosh, boys. Oh, my gosh, yes. You
1: know, 13 to 15, there is no dumber age for boys. That's, and that's exactly you right. Don't reme- even without weed, you don't remember <laughs> much because you've got all this, this testosterone flooding your right? system. It's and true.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And and you think about, you think about like a 13 year old girl or 14 year old girl, it's the same thing. Like, you know, it's, that's a tough age. It's a really, really hard age. And, you know, my thought is, is make it earlier, you know, even if you tie it to first Holy communion, Mm -hmm. you know, Eucharist and confirmation. Yeah. Now their baptism, their initiation is complete and that's my I,
0: I think they should too. I really do think that they should be combined cuz I view confirmation as the sacrament of apostolic succession mm-hmm. because you are being confirmed by a bishop or the bishop's authority which shows the unity of the church, right? Because when you're looking at the rites of uh, and the sacraments of unity of initiation there's baptism which brings you as an adoption, uh, communion which you know brings you in sp- spiritual union with Christ. And then confirmation, which brings you into the church confirmed by the successor of the apostles. Mm. It makes sense to do it at baptism or older on, because right now confirmation is really, it's like Catholic graduation, you know? And pedagogically like, okay. it is,
2: because yeah. most of you know, your confirmations are happening. And then, and, and then that's it. And that's it. It's like, okay, I've graduated church.
0: Mm. For me, I made my confirmation in 10th grade, 15 or 16, whatever it was. I don't think I saw the inside of a church until someone died, like five years later. Yeah, and that's just the reality. I mean, you know, it's like okay, cool. I don't have to do this no more. I've been to Catholic school for eight years. I'm done. Yeah, bad timing. Anyway, yeah. Godparents, um, you know, I think it's something that's pretty cool. It's a cool tradition of the church and something that we can definitely start to take more seriously. So, uh, to recap, you know, here in canon law, this is. These are the codes for the specific requirements of being a godparent. Canon 872 to 874. So you already read 872. So, Canon 873 there is to be only one male sponsor and one female sponsor, or one of each. To be permitted to take on the function, a sponsor must be designated to be by the one to be baptized, by the parents or the person who takes their place, or in their absence by the pastor or minister who have the aptitude and intention to fulfill this function. So if you ever find a foundling baby, you can pick, you're the one who picks the godparents. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if there's like a orphan, that's, you know, the priest is the one who picks it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Have completed the 16th year of age unless the diocesan bishop has established another age or the pastor or minister has granted an exception for a just cause. So if you find, you know, if someone comes to you and says, hey, I really want... This my fifteen year old aunt or uncle.
2: It's like my my brother. You know, like I was I was his uh, his godfather, and you know I I was fourteen years old. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there was a dispensation for that.
0: Be a cat number three. Be a Catholic who has been confirmed and has already received the most holy sacrament of the Eucharist, and who leads a life of faith in keeping with the function to be taken on. Number four, not be bound by any canonical penalty legitimately imposed or declared. So here's an important one. A canonical penalty, I mean, there could be things like, well, I mean, somebody who's divorced Mm. or somebody who's remarried outside of the church. They would not be an appropriate godparent um, because they have the canonical penalty of having been remarried in the church where they're not
2: uh, accessible to the sacraments,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and what's the the process is that you would have your marriage annulled,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and be convalidated in the church. Right. So there's always a pastoral plan That's for right. you to be right. to be received. But if you're if you're still subject to the penalties of not working within the sacramental order of the church, you're going to fall out of the sacramental life, mm-hmm. and in the same manner where. You know, a, a marriage of 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 a certain bond that where it's like a Catholic and a non Catholic or what, like the sacramentality of that is not really the sacrament of matrimony right. until both parties are participating fully in the sacramental life.
0: I guess also technically you can't have a formal heretic or schismatic. So, like for any reason, you're going to pick Arius. Mm-hmm. I don't know why to be your <laughs> godfather. It's not going to
2: work. So pick someone else, right? <laughs> Oh, can we talk about, well, this isn't about baptisms, but, like, names. Yeah. Like, let's choose names of saints. <laughs> Please. Oh, yeah. Harry. Like, look, when you have a
0: kid, say, here's little Saint Homo bonus. I present him for <laughs> baptism. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're asking, right, Richie? Yeah. <laughs> Saint Homo Bonus, the good man.
2: He's the patron saint. Don't of business. bring me any kid named Homo Bonus. Why not? He's the patron because I'm saint not going to be able to do the baptism. I'll just pass it to the deacon.
0: Okay. Well, when like you become the, when you become the bishop of Gaylord, I'm going to bring my grandson Homo Bonus Shield. I'm gonna like, Your excellency Pagano, can you please baptize little Homo Bonus here? Homo Bonus Maximus.
2: <laughs> Chloe, <laughs> Chloe, do not participate Don't in your Chloe. father's ruminations here. (laughs) Chloe, there's a little something extra for you in the (laughs) inheritance.
0: Number five. They are not to be the father or the mother of the one to be baptized. So you cannot be your own kid's godfather. You can't be the father and godfather.
1: Yeah. So... Not that you'd want to be. There's no custodial effort there.
0: Right. And then the last point is a baptized person who belongs to a non Catholic ecclesial community is not to participate except together with a Catholic sponsor and then only as a witness of the baptism. Mm-hmm. So, like that, like you said, you know, yeah. there's an Anglican. Well, they could be there. But you're not getting your name on the paper <laughs> until you convert. <laughs> It's down at the bottom. Yeah, so Jeez, so down at is. the bottom. <laughs> oh, Godfather! All you just really in like, like calligraphy. Oh, and then at the bottom in like just put your
2: initials here. Thank God for the law, man. I mean, it really it keeps things pretty clear.
0: Well, if without yeah. the law, there would be anarchy,
2: mm-hmm. and, you know we need the law. Yeah, and we're grateful <laughs> for having discovered. Our godparents today, and yeah. like reintroduce. So yeah. thank you. I mean, to having
0: a- having mom Pagano and mom uh, <laughs> Delacross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's a big day on the show here, and they were, yeah. I think, some of our best guests ever. <laughs> now, you talked at the beginning about the movie The Godfather, mm-hmm. making an offer you can't refuse. Mm-hmm. I've got an offer you can't refuse. Really? Yeah. I want you to get all the families together, and I want you to tell them to go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash hollow. Mm. and they can get the app totally free. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding <laughs> and ask for a favor, this is all I can do for you. I can give you Hollow, the number one Catholic app for free.
2: And talk about the family. The family. They've got so many amazing You're breaking my heart, Catholic <laughs> family members on that app. Just think about all the people that are on that. I mean, Jonathan. So much content. So wait, much content.
0: Real quick, as an aside, if we're looking at the Godfire, you're definitely Sonny, right? Yeah, you're, for sure. And I'm, I'm definitely Michael.
2: <laughs> that makes you Fredo. How are you? Ooh. Why are you gonna name me Fredo right now? Hey, I'm sorry dude. Just, no, dude, you can't do that to me.
0: I hear Mo been slapping you around. Low. No, that's that's not, not, that's
1: not gonna happen. Low, ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Take it back. Low, okay, low. I take it back, Salazo. <laughs> 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 um I do have an uncle Bobby Salazo. You do? Of course yeah. you do. Dude, you are so athletic. he's got <laughs> chest hair like this long. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> you should braid it. <laughs> it's anyhow. so thick you can't. <laughs> See,
0: and this is why Hollow loves us sponsoring their app and talking about it because we present it in such a great way. But in all seriousness, <laughs> Hollow is a fantastic app. Mm-hmm. It has so many features and functions. Look, if you are a God parent and maybe you need to kind of buff back up on your faith and that's uh, a, a great app. To,
2: yeah, be reincorporated into the life of prayer yes. in the Catholic Church and learn your faith and participate in just some outstanding exercises like Lexia Divina, having meditations, like sleep aids, and and really just uh, you know daily daily prayers that you can pray with some amazing Catholics that are bold and living it out. That's right. I mean, they got
0: daily gospel. They got the Rosary. They have Divine Mercy. They have novenas and litanies and prayer. Channels
2: challenges they oh have my. sacred they also music. have
1: this really cool thing where you can prepare kids for mass
2: mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys mm. saw that pretty cool well, okay. i don't have any kids ryan so no i didn't have
0: more kids than me here <laughs> <laughs> well, he already does that but like <laughs> <laughs> sleep stories sleep stories bible sleep stories <laughs> they have jonathan rumy they have nice you know bishop Barron. they have nice. mark Wahlberg. amazing he says hey he says to tell your mom what's up Stop talking about my mom. No, he just says, hey, yo, miss, you know, what's going on? That's just how he talks. <laughs> <laughs> he just says, hey, what's going on? Yeah, you know, this is what he does. Hey, He's a friendly mom. guy. <laughs> We've interviewed him. He, you know,
1: it's Nice guy.
0: Luca nice is guy, I mean,
2: guy. Luke about to start smacking you around in a
1: couple <laughs> of minutes. Luca here.
0: Brazzi sleeps with the fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I sleep with the sleep aids from Hollow, okay? <laughs> I don't need no fish in lead boots, right? Uh, or a horse head besides <laughs> me in because I just have this app right there. Again, so yeah, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Hollow. You can try the app out. Uh, fantastic app. I use it every day. Uh, and I think, I'm sure you guys are going to mm-hmm. love it too.
2: And something that I love is that Awesome hat, which I do not have one, and I am jealous. <laughs> well, what the Catholic done, what Talk Show, show the family? signature hat. These are new. They're sharp, man. I love new. it. It's nice. Yeah. I got. I got to get on the phone and get get me one. We have two styles. We have the curved style,
0: yeah. and we have the flat brim style. Because
2: oh, cool. the like cross, he likes rim, the flat brim. Sure.
0: I like the curved brim. Yep. Now there's going to be a tier for that. But look, if you go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon, you can see all the different ways you can support us. Uh, there's a lot of great dealers everywhere from $5 and up uh, to help us, you know, keep the lights on and uh, have great production value. Like when we have guests on, it's going to be our moms and we just hold the phone up to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: big time. It costs money, time, to. Cost money <laughs> yeah. to do that. Uh,
0: to fly Howard down here, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. that costs money.
1: Uh,
0: and um, the baggage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to I, I call we have to check. A, yeah, I register gotta, him as an as emotional support <laughs> animal.
2: <laughs> and so we can, put him in a cage and like we check him.
4: <laughs> yeah. Woof, woof, woof. Uh,
0: but yeah a lot of great tiers you know you've got hoodies coffee cups we've got these cool new hats uh, a lot of great different mm-hmm. uh, ways that you can help participate so again catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon, and then you can become our patron which yeah. goes back to the sense of a godfather yep. a patron somebody mm-hmm. who is supporting
2: yeah and, and you know we're excited because our patrons are really supporting the growth of our capacity of production and you know we've already started looking at some better equipment to bring in and get rid of some of the st- the, the dinosaur stuff that we've been working with but yeah. um you know it's exciting to to do this show week after week and it's exciting to connect with you guys and make sure that you're sharing our content we're all over the place on social media as well facebook instagram twitter and we are on all of the podcasting forums as well my favorite being podbean but we're also on itunes and spotify just for your commute so we hope that you enjoy this show on godparents and please Again, remember we're called to live the faith and we're in to share the faith. So even for somebody that has been away from the church, introduce them to the Catholic talk show. Let's get them charged up. Let's live our faith and be ready to roll. So the children who are about to be baptized must walk in this light throughout their lives, helped by the words and example of their parents and their godparents. The latter must strive to nourish with their words and the witness of their lives, the torch of the children's faith so that they may be shining examples in this world of ours. For all too often groping in the darkness of doubt and bringing to the light of the gospel, which is life and hope. Only in this way will they will they be able as adults to recite with full awareness the formula at the end of the profession of faith present in the right. This is our faith. This is the faith of the church. We are proud to profess it in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And we'll see you next week.